What's up you guys? Welcome back to my channel. It's time for another Teen Mom OG recap and I seriously have been sitting on this for so long. I keep getting up, doing my makeup, getting ready to film this, but I feel so scared for the dragging that I may receive for my opinions um, about Kate's storyline in this episode, but enough is enough. I spoke to you guys in the community tab and you've been so encouraging and everything so i finally have you know the balls to make this video so thank you in advance let's jump into how this episode started we were off uh, somewhere in california with farah and her family and the producer reveals that farah wants sophia set teacher fired and replaced in the same day because she's under the impression that this teacher gave sophia candy the producers tell her that it's not possible to you know do such a switch in one day and that um, they can't film if uh, Farah doesn't agree to keep that set teacher because of the legalities of children being on set and education and all of that. Farah literally ignores the legal implications of what she's getting herself into and just decides, hey, look, there's a house over there that had an open house like earlier today. It's not open house time now, but let's go in there and check it out anyway. Next up, Macy and Taylor have a really quick scene and they talk about how shockingly quick Ryan got married and um, Macy then mentions the pain and anxiety of having PCOS. Before we head back on over to Michigan where Tyler reveals that Caitlin had a miscarriage and he found out by seeing her in the bathroom shaking and covered in blood and then they cleaned it up and sat in bed and cried together all night. He also said that it felt similar to losing Carly and um, Caitlin goes to the doctor to confirm that she did have a miscarriage and said that she would have killed herself if it weren't for Tyler and her kids. She then starts smoking with the windows up with her poor producer Kurthy by her side. Tyler calls her while she's on the road in order to tell her that she's the strongest woman ever and Kate talks about you know the mantra that she's adopted and this exercise that she's been doing walking up and down the streets telling herself she's beautiful strong and all this stuff. Um, then Macy heads on over to a quick doctor scene to talk about you know how to manage her PCOS and now it's Gary Gary literally took over all of Amber scenes like we only saw Amber go take Leah to get a massage and that's about it like there's nothing to note about what happened with her but Gary led us into his paternity thing that he wanted to do with Jody if you recall from my recap of being Gary his background with Jody is messy as all hell. Gary asked Jody if he'll do the DNA thing in order to help him have like medical records for, you know, his daughters and everything. And then asked Jody why he wasn't around for him growing up or like why he wasn't, sorry, at the hospital. And Jody reveals that he was in jail, which just adds to like the ratchet and ridiculousness that is Gary's family tree. Back in Fairland, her producer Kristen tells her that um, she they can't replace their set teacher today. And Farrah gets belligerent and suggests that she stops working with her as Sophia chimes in from the backseat asking, you know, why don't we just cancel the teacher and what's the point of the teacher anyway? And none of the adults like Farah or her dad, you know, obviously the stepmom or whatever has no place you know, saying anything there, I don't think. But um, like Farah or her dad should have told Sophia to stay out of grown folks business. Like, you know, if I were doing that at Sophia's age, I would have gotten a quick backhand to the face or something like that. Like Sophia really needs to learn her place as a child, first of all. And second of all, the way that Farah speaks to people in front of her is absolutely crazy. And it's just so scary to think of what she's going to become through almost no fault of her own, because this is the way she thinks life is, you know, just based off the example that her mother has set for her. As 
as Vera gets crazier and crazier, uh, Michael and his fiance Amy try to calm her down and reason with her, but she's being a complete idiot about all of this. And um, she said that she no longer wants to film and they all kind of just jet off together instead of her allowing Sophia to get her education for the day. Like it's crazy to think that Farah is being such a diva that her daughter missed out on a day of school for literally no reason other than her mom being like a complete fool. Like, that's crazy. Back in Michigan again, Caitlin is still crying at home and Tyler steps outside to talk to Kurthy about it and they cry over how Kate told them both that she was thinking about killing herself and Tyler says that he died without her and they revealed that they found a treatment facility for her to go away to because, you know, she's just crying all day, every day at home, not functioning, not doing anything, not taking care of Nova, like literally doing nothing. Tyler then says that he really did want the baby and that life is not giving him a break and I just, over here, is when I had enough of Kate and this is why I was so scared to make this video because a lot of people like the news outlets people online are like oh my god I feel so bad this is just so heartbreaking and but honestly at this moment I was like when does it end with this woman you know what I mean and just thinking about all the stuff that Tyler's going through as well it's like this guy has like his shit dad in rehab like who like did nothing for him growing up and he still went out of his way to help him there like all of that stuff going on not knowing whether or not he'll ever get off drugs or if he'll go back in jail he's got his sister and raising like his nieces and nephews like in squalor because she's you know living a life of you know useless as well and then there's Kate who's just always 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 going through something as well it's like there's literally no getting away from misery for this poor guy and I just you know I I can't you know like I am all cared out when it comes to Kate and it just it feels so rude to say that but hear me out my whole thing with Kate is this she had always been like a barely functioning person like for the past several years you know what I mean it's horrible that she had a miscarriage and everything but let's go back and say that every grown woman knows that there's a high, 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 high risk of miscarrying within the first trimester or the first three months of pregnancy. Like, it's just a known thing. It's a known thing that you ex you um, mentally prepare yourself for when you decide that you want to get pregnant, right? And um, as far as producer sources told the Ashley, Kate was only six weeks pregnant when she found out that she miscarried. First of all, you're not supposed to take a pregnancy test for about the first two weeks, like eight to 12, day, um, eight to 12 days. So basically the first two weeks, most people don't even know they're pregnant within the first month. So I feel like her reaction to the miscarriage, again, I feel really bad for saying this, but I feel like her reaction to the miscarriage was just so like, over the top to me her reaction more than anything showed like or not showed because i'd always known this but it highlighted her lack of adult um coping skills obviously miscarriages are tragic and sad and this that and the other but like if you are to the point where you just stop functioning altogether, like when you've got a husband and a young child to take care of you're not getting out of bed you're not doing any of that over a six week miscarriage, I I don't know. You know what I mean? I It just, to me, was kind of mind boggling. And I wanna go back and say that 
I feel like Kate, even if she did have the baby, she would have been back in rehab anyway because remember when Nova was born, she went to rehab for postpartum depression. When Tyler was begging her for this baby, she was talking about how, you know, she was still kind of dealing with the remnants of postpartum from Nova and she just never looked into it. Go back and watch my videos. I always said that Kate still looked depressed and she still didn't look into it. She was still talking about her, um, her therapy horse that she wanted to help her with her depression, but she would only go there every so often and literally every single time she went there to see her horse, the people called her out for never even showing up in the first place. So it was clear that Kate was never functioning. Like Kate had always been, you know, at home depressed and, you know, not able to carry about basic day-to-day -day tasks. I mean, yeah, she did stuff for um, their clothing line, this, that, and the other, but you can't honestly say that Kate was a high functioning adult. I think that her depression had already kind of blown up and that this was the straw that broke the camel, camel's back because I don't feel like her reaction to it was proportionate to what was going on. And this just goes back to what I had to say, which is that the probably the most important um, decision you'll ever make parenting is whether or not you're ready to do it. Because for some people, it is a selfish decision. Like if they're not economically capable of it, if they're not emotionally, if they're not mentally capable of it, it's a selfish decision. And I do stand by my opinion that it was selfish of them to even get pregnant in the first place, considering the fact that Kate was so depressed that she literally would not even leave her house to go see the horse that she wanted so badly to help her with that depression. And um, I still do think that even if she did have the baby, she would have wound up in rehab anyway with postpartum and she would talk about that regularly. I just think that she's sending a really dangerous message to the people who watch her first and foremost um, in a multitude of ways. Number one is that your, your husband or your partner's desires come before your own readiness, your own stability or anything like that. It was pretty clear she was not ready to be pregnant in the first place. And second of all, um, like just looking at all of the mental, emotional issues that she has um, and her kind of advocating against abortion, she wants people to go through with pregnancies that they don't feel like they can handle just to give them up for adoption. And it, it just doesn't make sense because she doesn't even handle adoption well herself. So who is she to tell people to go through with it, you know? Um, I, I don't know, like there's just so many things that bug me about her. And then remember, Kate was also not functioning after they came back from visiting Carly uh, with Brandon and Teresa. Tyler had said on camera a couple of times like, oh, since we've been back, Kate's been crying all day, every day. She's not doing anything around the house. So at what point does it end with this woman? At what point can we stop, you know, <sighs> for lack of a better word, but coddling her, you know, giving her all these empty praises of her strength when like really what we need to be addressing is the fact that she does not have adult level coping skills. She's clearly not mentally or emotionally fit to be having any more kids either. Like at this point in her life, I just, you know, I, I'm done with it. I, I think she's exhausting to watch. So I can't even imagine what it's like to be married to her. So that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, enough about that little rant. I really hope I don't offend anyone. I'm not saying that if you suffer from depression, you're not a fit parent or this, that or the other, but if you have a mixture of depression and you also don't have coping skills and you just also don't have emotional maturity, it's just probably not the best cocktail. And you know, if you're already depressed right now and going through the throws of it, why add something that you already know 
further pushes you over the edge to the mix is all I'm saying. Anyway, it, let's move back over down to Tennessee where um, Ryan and Mackenzie are back at home talking about their wedding. Um, they talk about how great it is that they're all like this big family now, even though they had already been married for almost a year at that point. And then Ryan brings up the fact that he wants to talk to his lawyer about getting his uh, visitation with Bentley set in stone. Farrah is now back in Austin and refuses to work with her producer, Kirsten. So another producer named Morgan arranges to sit down with her to discuss her nasty attitude um, and to the crew and participation in porn webcam shows as well. As he's driving with another producer, they show a bunch of clips of Farrah being a complete asshole to Kristen. And it's just, again, so nasty how she does all of this in front of her young and impressionable daughter, Sophia. They then call out Farrah's initial excuse for like doing porn. Remember, she's like, it was a mistake. I was abused in the industry. I was attacked. I was assaulted, all this stuff, uh, only to return to it again. They're like, well, if all these bad things happen to you, why are you still going back? Back in Tyler's world again, he drives Kate to the airport and her mom calls and um, Kate reveals that she's been struggling with suicidal ideation. And once they drop her off at the airport, um, Tyler starts sobbing. You guys, again, I feel really, really horrible for Tyler having to be a caretaker to literally everybody in his life. Like, it cannot be easy, um, you know, I, I can't. Um, one thing I will say about Kate is that it's great that she's so open about her struggles because obviously a lot of people go through suicidal ideation and depression and stuff like that. And lastly, Morgan arrives at Farrah's and she tries to play nice as she opens the door and it seems like she's trying to save her spot because he did leave her a voicemail saying that her position on the show was in jeopardy. But we all know how this will end and then they wrap up the episode with some suspenseful music and yet again, here we are played as they continue to drag out the story line without giving us the damn goods they better fire her the next episode because what is this three four episodes that they've teased this we're tired okay it's been like a damn month drop the bitch already anyway you guys those are all of my thoughts and opinions on the 13th episode of teen mom og I hope I did not offend anybody in this, but these are just my honest opinions. And the beautiful thing is we all have different perspectives and different life experiences to bring into these conversations. So I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. And as usual, we'll chat. You can also like this video, share it with your friends as well, and feel free to follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.